back to the Gentle Catholic Parenting Podcast, where I explore gentle, positive principles of parenting through the lens of our Catholic faith. I'm Kim Cameron Smith, and this is episode 18. In my last show, I looked at the many benefits of practicing gratitude, the many benefits in our lives of just becoming more grateful. I looked at some of the physical benefits, emotional benefits, spiritual benefits. There were there are tons of benefits. Uh, grateful people, um, they have better relationships. They even sleep better. They're healthier. They're happier. They have even um, greater trust in God. And remember that the these shows on gratitude, I'm going to do three of them. So the, the last one was the first one. This one is the second one. Uh, these shows on gratitude are part of a longer series that I'm doing on parenting and happiness. The, the, the larger topic is looking at how can we as parents experience greater well-being and happiness um, in our vocation. That's really important. So you can see, you know, looking at the last show, why gratitude is relevant to the topic. I mean, if you're a grateful person, you are happier. When you recognize the many gifts you receive as a parent, we, we receive many gifts as parents, and there many of them are completely unexpected. They are, um, you know, we never asked for them. And to be honest, we do not deserve them but we receive them. And, um, but you know, the challenge is how in the nitty gritty of parenting do we recognize those gifts? I mean, we know intellectually that they're there, but sometimes in the, you know, the chaos of living with kids that can be lost. So in this show, that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at some ways that we can cultivate habits of gratitude as parents. The benefits come from making gratitude a habit rather than sitting around waiting to feel grateful, right? So if we just, of course, like at some point, we'll probably feel grateful, but the benefits that we talked about, it's when you make a habit of practicing gratitude. You know, just the other day, since I've been, it's funny that since I started Looking at some of the research on gratitude, you know, I've always thought I'm, I'm a grateful person. I do recognize gifts in my life, but, you know, we all have down times and like really like struggles as parents. And the other day, I, I was having a really bad day. I was kind of um, tired, overwhelmed. I had a ton of things on my to-do list. I, my kids needed help with their schoolwork. I had people emailing me, texting me, needing things from me, and I started kind of to feel sorry for myself, right? I, I, I felt I could feel the agitation building up in me. I did not feel grateful. I was stuck. And many of you can identify with that, even though in general, we recognize intellectually that, of course, we're grateful. We, I, we're very grateful for our lives, like being a parent having a family is the most important thing for us. But on a day-to-day -day basis, many of us have a hard time living with gratitude. So on this show, I'm going to talk about a few, um, a few ideas for how we can be grateful and happy parents, even within this reality that living with kids can be chaotic. 
So here are some practical tips. So I have four ideas to share with you. I've kind of looked through my gratitude books and read up on what some of the experts say, and I've kind of boiled it down to these four areas. The first one seems so simple. It's to express thanks, to express thanks to the gift giver, because it's one thing to feel gratitude. It's, it is good like to recognize uh, when a gift has been given, when a blessing has been bestowed, but that's different from expressing gratitude. And in the research I looked at, that expression of gratitude, that outward expression to the gift giver, it, it um, multiplied the benefits of, um, that you receive from gratitude. So, um, oh, you know, and on the last show, I mentioned that this is a very, a really cool benefit of expressing thanks. On the last show, I mentioned that when we express gratitude to somebody, not only will their perception of us change, because of course it's very polite to say thank you and they'll appreciate that we recognize their gift, but our perception of that person changes. Both people change. When you thank somebody for a favor they did, a gift they've given, some like just the way they are, whatever, they change toward you and you change toward them. It's the it's a reciprocal. And that um that thanking that gift giver it multiplies your happiness because your relationships improve your your feeling toward that person changes so if i'm thankful that my husband who does this frequently we both fold our own laundry and we put our own laundry away but sometimes you know if he sees my clothes he'll fold my um, laundry for me and he'll put my laundry away and when i see that i just feel very loved and i feel incredibly grateful and you know what i mean if you people have that have a lot of kids and you're dealing with laundry <laughs> it's a true gift so it's one thing for me to in that moment feel grateful and that is a good that is very good but you can take it to the next step right so i can go to philip and give him a hug and thank him for being so thoughtful and that nourishes our connection. It nourishes um, how he, it nourishes his love for me and my love for him, right? So there's nothing to lose. Similarly, I have a gardener who comes and mows our lawns. He does our hedges. I do not like that job. I don't like it. And I think Philip doesn't mind doing it, but he doesn't like he doesn't have as much time to get to it as you know we would prefer. So we have a gardener who comes. And, um, you know, I am grateful when I go out and I see how great the yard looks after Jose's been here. I am grateful, but I can take it to the next step by, as I'm passing Jose, Jose, I really, you know, our, I, I really, you have a gift for beauty in, in gardening. Your, your eyes is wonderful and we really appreciate it, right? So taking it to that next level, guess how he's gonna feel about us? You know how many people who do manual labor are basically invisible. So for me, I'm trying to make an effort in that area to, to really recognize the people in my life who um, make my life easier in running my home and keeping my family <clears throat> running smoothly. So um, you know, another thing I wanted to mention, whatever happened to sending thank you cards? 
So this is a formal way of expressing thanks to somebody. I remember when I was a kid, we would always send a thank you card when we got a gift from a grandparent. If you had a birthday party and, and got gifts, you would send a thank you card. And we don't send thank you cards anymore. My, my kids, when they get a gift, um, it's just like a text or an email. And, you know, that's fine. But um, something happened to me this summer that made me rethink this um, loss of the formal thank you. I am a, um, a language arts tutor. So uh, to supplement my family's income, I tutor kids in writing and literature. And over the summer, one of my students wrote me a thank you card and told me that she missed me, that she loved my classes, that she loved me teaching her, and that she missed me. And she literally said, thank you for being you. And the fact that this third grade child had taken the time to write me the letter, put a stamp on it, learn how to address the envelope and put it in the mail and that she cared enough to, it really touched me. I mean, it touched me more than if her mom had mentioned, oh, you know, Autumn said she loves your class, which I would also appreciate. But the formal gesture really meant something to me. It made my day. And I kept that thank you card near the sink where I do dishes. And because um, it really, it really, um, made me feel appreciated and I just wanted to mention that so I'm not sure I my little show is <laughs> is going to have some big impact on you know purchases of thank you cards at Target but <laughs> I did want to give a little plug and let you guys know how that made me feel um, and maybe we could just on occasion write a note of thanks for people that, especially the older generation, like my mom's generation, they still really um, expect uh, a written thank you. They would like it. They recognize the younger generations don't do it as much, but I think at least for them that it would be nice to do that. Okay, my second um, tip is to create visual reminders around you of the things you're grateful for. And a lot of gratitude mentors um, encourage this to place these little reminders around our homes or in, in our bedrooms, on our nightstands. And I think this is okay for Catholics as long as they're tasteful and not against our faith. I've seen some of them and they're a little new agey, but I think you can use your judgment and we can do this in a way that is meaningful to us and that um, nourishes our faith. I mean, really, um, we use visual reminders all the time in our worship, right? And in our faith, we use religious statues and icons to help us feel closer to the realities that those objects represent, right? So we have saint statues and, and icons of saints, and we know that it's not the saint. We are not worshiping that object, but they remind us of something that, we're, that we appreciate. Um, and that we want to remember, something that we honor. And in the same way, maybe um, we can use a few visual reminders to help us remember the gifts that we're blessed with, right? So it's something tangible that symbolizes uh, a gift that we want to honor in some way. So for example, my youngest daughter, Lydia, Sometimes, and, and you guys um, will have this experience too, like little children, they pick these little tiny wee flowers. <laughs> They're so cute. 
and if you put them in a ba vase they're um they're so little that even a bud vase can't hold them they're so precious and to me there's something symbolic about their littleness and i just love these little flowers so i have found various ways like various containers to hold these things and they really um they just really make my day. So when I place them on a windowsill, um, it reminds me of Lydia's smallness and my gratitude for her affection. Um, another little thing that I'm doing is I'm planning a quilt made from some of my children's old clothing, particularly their baby clothing. So I have a few um, outfits from each of them that I you know I wouldn't want to cut up because they're like really special but then there are some other little things that I kept that you know I, I kept them for some reason they're not as special and so I'm planning um, to make a quilt from them so when it's finished it will be this visible cuddly reminder to me to be grateful for the unfolding of my children's lives they've outgrown the clothes um, but they're still precious to me, you know, so it'll be this visual reminder. And there are tons of other ideas. Like if you go to gratitude websites, they always have these ideas for the visual reminders. One big one is river rocks. And my girls happen to like painting river rocks. So one idea is that, you know, think of the word for the thing you're grateful for. And not just, you know, my children like each of your ch your children's names or you know your grandmother's name or um the name of a lake that you uh, that you like to visit you know that sort of thing so you can you know make a river rock um or maybe your wedding date i thought of that when i was making my notes like the just the wedding date paint a, a rock and then um i have these like copper trays so i put these rocks on the tray and i thought um, you know, th that would be a great gratitude project to just display one or two on a beautiful tray somewhere where you'll come upon it and see it and it will remind you of the things that you're, you're grateful for. Simil similarly to that, um, some people have gratitude jars. So this is a great idea if you want to practice gratitude with your whole family. If you go to Pinterest and just look up gratitude jars, you will have so many ideas you will not you won't you won't know where to start so people are very creative with this but the basic idea is whether you do it alone or you do it with your family each day you would just write down um, something you're grateful for and you put it in the jar um, and then maybe once a week maybe on Sunday you can unpack the jar and look at what people have said. So the, the jar is a physical reminder to be grateful. So you have the jar there with some blank slips of paper. And so whatever works for you, maybe once a day you write one thing down, maybe um, your whole family you do it once a week, like whatever you, it works for you. But the thing is, it's like this tangible, visible reminder to think about what you're grateful for. So I really like that idea. And of course, I have to mention gratitude journaling. Gratitude journaling. It's a big thing with practitioners of gratitude, people that write blogs about gratitude. Everybody writes about gratitude journals. And I, um, when I was looking up, you know, why this is, Robert Emmons, he's a professor at UC Davis, 
He's probably the world's leading expert on gratitude. He does a lot of the studies in gratitude. He started the wave of research in gratitude. And I believe he even started um, a journal that's focused on solely um, not only gratitude, but like positive psychology and how um, our attitudes can affect our emotional well-being. So anyway, so that's Robert Emmons. He has several books on gratitude. And I kind of, I have one of them, and I looked through a couple others of them, and they all, all of his books, he recommends keeping a gratitude journal. In the book I have, he says that keeping a gratitude journal will increase your happiness by 25%. By 25%. Why? Why does keeping a journal seem to help so much? It's because it's sort of, amps up your gratitude dial the next day. You're more kind of attuned to the good things in your life, the little surprises and blessings that come along. It's like you begin to notice them more. And um, so I've seen different ways that people journal. You can get really expensive journals. You could just buy a cheap composition book for 50 cents. It doesn't have to be fancy. And I've seen people who say, oh, you should journal every day. You should absolutely every day journal write down five things you're grateful for. Other people say, no, you should only do it once a week because if you do it every day, it becomes like a chore. Well, I think you should do it um, in the way that works for you. If it, w if it would work for you better to do it every day, maybe write down two or three things, something that you can realistically commit to. Because the important thing is that you make it a habit right? So remember, you want to develop a heightened awareness of the good things in your life that might um, that might go unnoticed because you're distracted or something, right? Or you're like kind of inattentive. The journaling um, heightens your awareness. So you don't want it to become like another chore on your to-do list, right? You don't want it to be like you're making a grocery list when you're writing down these things you're grateful for. So here are a couple of journaling tips that I came across, and I thought they were really good. First, um, focus on people rather than stuff. Focus on people rather than stuff in your journal. And I do agree with that in general. I think, you know, if you're gratitude list, it's always about, you know, objects you're acquiring that is um, going to limit your growth. I would say, I mean, so of course, you know, say you get a new boat. Um Maybe you can be grateful for um, your spouse who shares a passion for um, the outdoors with you or something rather than always, you know, like, I, I like my new boat, I like my new car. But I would say that there are um, things like the in the natural world or, you know, pets or something like that, that they're not people that um, there's something sublime about them. So I think it depends on what the stuff is, right? But I did think that was a good point. The other tip I saw was be specific in your journal. So instead of saying, I'm thankful for my kids every time you journal, keep your brain fresh by noticing specific things that they say or do that um, bestow some kind of blessing upon you, right? So for me, you know, um, instead of saying, that I'm grateful for all my kids. I might note that, you know, I have one of my sons, my son Dominic, he um, he often does things like 
for me without me asking. He'll do the dishes um, for me. And he always comes to find me to say goodnight to me. And he's almost 14. And I just, I'm really grateful for that, that he, that he wants to connect with me once more before he goes to bed. So that's an example. I would be grateful for that specific thing. Um, I think especially for parents, do you know what? Um, we are grateful not only for things that affect us directly, but don't miss those moments where you're grateful for like the way our children play together or the way they're building um, character. And it's not directly directed at us, but we're, um, we're grateful for what we're witnessing in them what the growth that we're witnessing in them. So the, the way they're a good friend to others or the way they show good character in their schoolwork, right? So don't miss those things. And the other journaling tip I saw that I thought was really good, it's actually kind of a little, a little uh, jarring when I first thought about it, focus on subtraction rather than addition, right? So um, Think about what your life would be like without certain blessings rather than just tallying up all the good things. And so I found it jarring because I thought, oh my gosh, well, if I didn't have my children or my husband or, you know, my um, my home, you know, I it it's very startling to think about that. But it is true that it kind of awakens you to... Um, the brilliance in our, the love that we feel for our, our families. And um, yeah, so you can take that or leave it, but I do think there's something to that, especially if you're having a really bad day. Okay, the last tip I have is uh, the Ignatian examine. The Ignatian examine, it's a form of prayer. Guess what? I have never kept a gratitude journal. And I think the reason is because I practice the Ignatian exam and I practice it nearly every day. Sometimes I do it twice a day. And the first step in that prayer is gratitude. So I've never really felt um, that I needed to keep a gratitude journal. Uh, I mean, I've heard people recommend it many times, but I've never kept one. But preparing for the show, I realized that I could do both. So let, let me explain what the examine is, and then I'll maybe, sh then I'll share my thought about how the journal and the examine could work together. Um, so the examine, um, like I said, it's a form of prayer. Most people do it um, at least once a day. Some people do it twice a day. During the summer when I'm not super busy, often I do the, an examine at noon, and then I do it before bed. You look back over the day, or 12 hours, whatever, however often you're doing it, you look at the events of the day and ask, um, where, where did I find God? Or where do I see God in the events of the day? Where did, um, and where did I get in God's way? When did, how did I like trip over myself um, or trip over God trying to help me? So you go through the steps in this prayer and the first step is gratitude. It's the foundation of that prayer. You thank God for the graces that you're recognizing as you're reviewing your day. 
So you you see God um, in insights that you had, right? You may be having a conversation with your child who's struggling, and you had you you remember this, and you remember that you had an insight, and in that moment you're like, "Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving me the right words in that moment." And maybe you've been having a conflict with somebody at work, and you make a little progress, and you're remembering that as you're looking over your day, and you 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 thank God for that. And you see that God is active in your life in every moment. He's active in our conversations, in our minds as we come up with ideas. Uh, he's in the natural world when we recognize beauty, even the drama of... Um, you know, a tornado, like you just begin to see God everywhere and you naturally feel grateful when you recognize God in all these things. So the first step in the examine is to do this sort of review of your day, almost like you're watching a movie and you pause and you meditate on um, interactions and little struggles that you might have had and you um you look for and acknowledge god's grace at work you look for and acknowledge great god's grace at work because it is he is constantly um he's constantly um calling us and drawing us he never gets tired of gifting himself to us ignatius said that we would tire of receiving all the gifts God wants to give us much sooner than God would tire of giving them. Isn't that striking? So God wants to give to us so much that it exceeds our capacity our capacity to receive it. It just flows over it so much. In fact, God wants to gift us perfection and how often do we say, oh, no, I don't really want to accept that gift right now. Thanks. <laughs> so anyway, I just think about that and it's very, it's very awesome. So anyway, I was thinking about this. Um, by, by practicing gratitude in prayer like this, you are re reaping many of the benefits that people notice in the gratitude journal because isn't it like you're, be you, you're, you're becoming attuned to the blessings and the good things that God's sending your way, just like people that keep the gratitude journal, right? You're um, you're giving credit to the first giver, the 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 great gift giver. But I think that there's maybe something in writing down the blessings as well. Perhaps. Um, we could record the experiences and these conversations, the things we observe in our kids in a journal. And um, the reason I like that is that you can look back over them later. So you just keep the journal and you keep adding to it. And so maybe you're having a really bad day or you forget that there's something to be grateful for and you just um, you look over them later. I think um, to for the people that really like writing, it's a very contemplative act. And why didn't I think of this before? That, you know, it's not either or, you can do both of these. And if you like writing, um, I think this is a great idea. And I think I'm gonna try it. I think maybe I'll do like a 30 day trial <laughs> and try to, um, I'm gonna try to write down, I have, all, I have tons of empty journals, so I'm just gonna start using one. 
Um, maybe I'll check in with you guys on my Facebook page. So I'm I I um I'll let you guys know every Sunday for the month of October that I'm keeping my gratitude journal and I'll let you know how it's going. But I'm going to keep doing my exam and I really like my evening exam because I look over the whole day and um, it just really helps me recognize things that honestly I think I would forget. If I didn't remember them at the end of the day, they would be lost in my... um, And my um, mom, my mom memory, and um, they wouldn't probably come back. Um, so, um, so yeah, we parents, we um, we can practice these gratitude habits to strengthen our gratitude muscles. And I think for many of us, conversely, we have habits that make it hard for us to develop real gratitude in our parenting. One of the big ones is viewing ourselves as victims of our children's habits or their littleness, their childlikeness. So we feel kind of like like victims that are, you know, because our kids are driving us crazy. I mean, trust me, I've done that before, probably today. <laughs> Uh, we may also have an unconscious um, sense that we deserve a life better than than we have. Maybe we didn't have as many children as we had hoped for. Maybe um, we don't. Our our income isn't as high as we expected. So we have a kind of a sense of entitlement that we're waiting for it, or perhaps we're not willing to see our own part in the struggles that we're having with our kids. Maybe we're too inconsistent with rules or boundaries. Maybe we don't have clear expectations. So, um, you know, that maybe we're playing a part, right? At the start of the show, I shared how I was having a really bad day a few days ago. And I was feeling really sorry for myself, very cranky. And I realized because I was preparing for these gratitude shows that um, I needed to take a, a moment to take a deep breath and try to find gratitude. Because gratitude isn't only an emotion, it is a choice. We can choose to be grateful um, in these hard moments. So I did, I took a step back and I thank God for these children who all needed me. And I thank God for the opportunities that are coming my way because people have confidence in me. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my big lumpy house that has it has a lot of work that needs to be done to it but my husband and I didn't think we would ever even be able to afford to buy a home in California and we have this old house and I'm and I am grateful for it it's filled with love and memories and I'm more grateful for those memories than um, I would be grateful for a new updated kitchen so I, it helped me, it really helped me doing these shows for you. It helped me turn my day around and I ended up having a really great day and I'm going to um, continue to try to do that. So what is my final thought here? We can all make a choice to cultivate the habit of gratitude. And before we know it, we will be happier parents. We'll be able to recognize the spectacular gift we have received in each of our children. We'll be more alert to the graces of God in the ordinary moments of family life. 
that is it for today. You can read show notes for this podcast on my website, intentionalcatholicparenting.com. You'll find links to pre-order my new book, Discipleship Parenting, which is coming out later this winter. There you'll find articles, links to research on parenting and child development. You'll also find links to connect with me on social media, and I would love to hear from you. Pray for me as I will for you. God bless you. Have a great day. 